It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it ain't going to be one of those 30-minute programs today. I got a lot to talk about, but before I even get started, I hope that everything is good with you, and I hope that everything is good with yours. I hope that you're taking it easy, that you're having a lot of love in your life, and things are just going well in general, okay? So this show, I want to deal with something. What is said about what bothers me, what raised me up? What do you mean by that? See, let's get something straight. I'm not a sociopath. I'm definitely not a psychopath. I'm not a narcissistic. I'm just secure in who I am. I need no validation whatsoever. I can take or leave criticism. Now, I look at it this way. If you get raised up too much by what people say, they could be blowing smoke up your ass. It could be false, fake. Praise. It could be something that is not even real. Okay? If you slander my name and I truly know who I am, I do. It doesn't matter. You can call me whatever you want to call me. How does it change my basic health? How does it change my finances? How does it change how I go about living my life? Because at the end of the day, human being is not going to just outstanding trial. I allow people to believe whatever they want to believe about me because I'm just not really that concerned with what people think about me. It's my actions, my patterns. You know, people could lie with their words all day, but your patterns will show who you truly are. And if you're a decent person, patterns will show decency. If you are a vile person, your patterns will show vileness. And that is what it is. I try not to speak on people who are not in the room. I do a podcast, but I pride myself on not gossiping. I pride myself on not spreading rumors about people. I talk about things that are in the news. I try to do the very best that I can to confirm everything that comes out of my mouth or I state it's just an opinion. It's a basic opinion. I don't talk about who wore what, who's in rehab. I never talk about who's dating who. I don't do, even talk about who, what woman is a hot woman versus a not hot woman. I don't get involved in that kind of minutia. Strange Talk with Doc is not your podcast for that. If you want somebody who's just going to gossip and spread rumors and innuendos and slander people's name, there are a million other shows that you could tune into. A million other shows. I try to take my ego out of subjects and situations where I don't interject my ego. I, I use real life situations and scenarios to figure out what it is that I'm doing, 
where I'm going wrong, where I'm heading in the right direction. And that allows me to, you know, it allows me to really conduct myself as a grown man in all situations. I am a fully formed grown ass man. So I don't conduct myself ever as a child, a young man or a teenager. Those days have passed me by. I am not nosy. I don't ask about people who I don't see in my life. I try to keep things really, really, really simple. I try to cut it down to the lowest common denominator and figure out from there because I am an observer. I'm a person who listens more than I speak. I look at every situation. I think about how people deal with me and how they deal with me maybe will influence how I deal with them, but not always. Because there's some people I'm going to like, even though they're bad people in general. But I do the best that I can. So you should try to think about that. Uh, what is said about you? Does it bother you to the point of depression, sadness, loneliness, and doubting yourself? Or do when you receive praise, do you go on a high mountain? Do you start waving your flag as though you're the greatest person who ever lived? You have to evaluate those situations. An adult evaluates as praise, this corrective criticism, which is fine. And then a person evaluates when somebody's just trying to tear you down. There's a difference between the two. You got to figure out if somebody trying to build you up or tear you down. And who is it that's doing it? And does it really matter? At the end of the day, does it matter? Can you pay your bills off praise? Can you pay your bills off of negative comments? See, when you podcast, when you're an artist, if somebody does music or art or entertainment, they're going to get a lot of people who are going to come at them from all kinds of angles. And you don't know why they're doing, you don't know their motives, okay? You don't know another human being's motives. So don't try to get in another human being's brain. You don't have the ability to stay out of that industry. It is not for you. It is fake. So if you leave that alone and you can think for yourself, feel for yourself, move for yourself in this world, then you're one step ahead. And I appreciate you listening to that. So today is 9-11. I'm a native New Yorker. I was definitely in New York City on 9-11. I came on a Q train into Manhattan from Brooklyn a little while before the first tower was hit. I had an eerie feeling that morning. I got to work. When I got to work, we turned on the news. We heard about the second tower. Then we found out, you know, some people in the office was like, let's stay in place. I was like, Everybody get the fuck out this office. Did I have the authority to send everybody home? No, but I had the respect for my bosses who said, this guy's got something. So as we left, I was lucky enough to make one phone call to my wife. And we linked up and we walked from 38th Street and 3rd Avenue down to originally the Manhattan Bridge. We were told to go to the Manhattan Bridge. And as we were heading down, we started seeing the people who were covered in dust and soot and the stuff from the buildings come our way. Uh, there were a lot of people on the streets crying, 
there were a lot of people lost, confused, and upset. They didn't know what to do. They, it was basically a phone blackout. The only thing you could get was, if you were lucky, some radio stations. So we wound up like Pied Pipers having 10 or 15 people following us. I took the lead. I thank God for giving me the power and the strength and the mental well-being to be able to lead people at least in the direction of Brooklyn. When we got on the Manhattan Bridge, we were kicked off the Manhattan Bridge and then told to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. We got to the Brooklyn Bridge. They sent us back to the Williamsburg Bridge. So now we finally get home. Now this day is a devastating day. Uh, A lot of people will never fully understand who was not in New York at the time what this was like, what those buildings meant to us. I understand it was an attack on all America, but those were buildings that were a part of our lives. There was buildings that we shopped in, that we had lunch in. Those buildings were a vibrant part of New York City. It's skyline, it's makeup. A lot of people worked in that area. They hung out there to have lunch. So the World Trade Center wasn't just these two big stupid buildings that only uh, corporate people went to. Everybody in the city went to. Uh, for some reason or another, because there were so many offices in that building. I went down to the World Trade Center location. I snuck down there like three or four days after the initial attacks on 9-11. And I smelt the smells. I smelt the smells. God knows that I am telling you the God's honest truth here. I smelt the smells. I got a rash that was unbelievable all over my entire body. I had never smelt anything like that. I never felt anything like that. Uh, I actually had to take time off work because my body was aching from the rash that I caught. And you know what? We say never forget. 9-11, never forget. Yet we do business with Saudi Arabia left. We do business with Saudi Arabia right. Saudi Arabia owns things in our country. So I guess It's convenient to forgive and to forget if it makes you money. But some of us regular people who do not financially benefit from 9-11 or Saudi Arabia, we never forget. As long as I live, 9-11 is etched in my mind. And you know what? God rest the souls of the people who passed that day. And God bless the souls of the families who suffered by losing loved ones, people who were financially supporting their family. I lost three people that I worked with inside those towers. Three people that I had worked with on Wall Street were now working in building uh, for companies inside the World Trade Center. And I lost them. And you know what? I never forget them. And I just want to speak my piece on 9-11, a day that should always be in our memories, a day that should always be in our prayers, a day that we should truly, truly never forget because an atrocity happened that day. And I know things happen in Pennsylvania and I know things happen in Washington, but it shook up my city. I mean, you know what? New York City is not just a place. It's a it's a being. It's, it's a, it has a life. It has a heartbeat. If you've ever been to New York, 
If you ever lived in New York, you know that I'm not lying to you. It truly has a heartbeat. It has a feel. It has a vibe. You could taste it. You could smell it. You could feel it. And that's why we're so passionate about that city. And that's why most New Yorkers love their city or their barrel so much. So we got Hurricane Lee coming. I don't know the devastation that Hurricane Lee is going to do. I'm hoping it's going to be minimal. I hope that this thing goes out to sea and stays out to sea. And, you know, I can only wish the best. So let's do some quick RIPs before we move on. Steve Harwell, Smash Mouth lead singer, has died. He died on September 4th, which was last Monday. He was only 56 years old. They say the cause of his death was liver failure. That's a young man to have destroyed his liver. Maybe he had a precondition, precondition syndrome in his body that caused his liver with excessive drinking to go bad. But, you know, he meant a lot to a lot of people. You know, people have copied his look, his demeanor. I thought Smash Mouth was too soft musically for me. I was not really into it, but I knew who the man was. We also lost Adnal L. Casey. Some people are going to know him as uh, General Adnan, Sheik Adnan, and other people are going to know him as Billy White Wolf. I was shocked to find out that he actually was Billy White Wolf. See, this was a time in wrestling if you had a skin tone of a certain type, you could also be an Indian, you could also be Hispanic, even though I believe he's Iraqian. And he died at the age of 84. A man who I didn't even know had passed away, the godfather of black music, Clarence Avon, had died at the age of 92. He died sometime in late August. Uh, I watched a documentary on this gentleman, and I still cannot figure out, even after watching the documentary, why he was labeled the godfather of black music. I had never heard of him before, like four years ago. But rest in peace, sir. Lisa Lyons, a bodybuilder, playboy model, and the inspiration for Marvel's Electra, died at the age of 70. Now, we had a boy in Wisconsin, 11-year-old. The kid who shot his mother, Queen a man, uh, because she refused to buy him a virtual reality headset on Amazon, he is set to go on trial as an adult. 11-year-old set to go on trial as an adult. I mean, I'm thinking for the most part, and usually standard that minors, are, even if they tried as adults, they only can be held into their, they come of age, become adults. So that means he would be 21 when he's released. I mean, he has to live with the fact that he killed his biological mother over a trinket, over a trinket. And this gets me to a key point. Why are we not securing our weapons better? Why are our children allowed contact with our weapons? If we can't secure the weapons, how in the world can we at least secure the ammunition a Weapon with no ammunition is just a heavy, uh, it's a heavy weapon. You could smash somebody's head, but you usually can't shoot them in the head with bullets. 
I mean, we have got to do a better job as gun owners to protect the children from themselves. They're going to look at this thing. They're going to want to play with this thing. They're going to want to handle this thing. There are keys. There are safes. There are a lot of things that you could do to make sure that a child never gets their hands on a weapon. So the one chip challenge has caused that company to pull the spicy one chip off the shelves in Massachusetts because a teen died. You got to think about what you do at all times. Do not let the internet, do not let social media dictate your movements in this life. Do not. That goes back to never being bothered by what people say or raised up by what people say. I don't care if I get five views or five million views. It's going to be the same doc. And you've got to remain that kind of uh, energy throughout your life. So now a young man has died from eating some stupid chip and some kind of one chip challenge. And what was he going to gain from it when I'm sure that there are thousands of videos already out there of people on TikTok, on YouTube, or whatever social media already doing this challenge. These challenges have caused quite a few lives to be lost, snuffed out at very young ages, prematurely, because people need a like. So we had a young man a former wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His name was Mike Williams. He also played for the Buffalo Bills. He was reported Tuesday night to have died at the age of 36. As I speak to you now, Monday, 9-11-2023, this man is still alive. He is still fighting for his life. You know, the power of prayer, the power of strength and fortitude that Mike Williams is, uh, showing the world it lets you know that don't give up hope and don't always run with every story that you see because i was about to do a r.i.p to this man and this he is still fighting he is still in the fight there's still in his lungs i don't know his condition but i'm hoping that god will fully heal this man and he become an inspiration to millions of people who probably already were eulogizing him and it's premature so former leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Torrio, finally was sentenced, and they gave him 22 years in prison for his role in a U.S. Capitol attack. Uh, he could have got the 33. You know what? I'm not the judge. I wasn't on the jury. 22 years is 22 years. Let's not pretend like it's a, a summer camp weekend. It's 22 years of not having control of your life being governed by other people and not even knowing what state you'll end up because they could transfer him because he's in a federal system, uh, being told to strip down to be his movements guarded. Uh, you know what? I hope in his mind it was all worth it because at the end of the day, you ask me, I say no. So Trump, once again, is liable for defamation in a second E. Jean Carroll case. This dude loses more than he wins. I know he's got a huge fan base and people idolize him. and He's like a cult figure. But if you really sit back at the end of the day, other than winning the first presidency, this dude has been on the all-time losing streak 
of almost any human being on the planet. So we got the virus back, people. COVID is back again. It is back in the news. It's back. Should I take a booster? Shouldn't I take a booster? People being affected again. I thought that we had some kind of stranglehold on COVID, but this thing just does not seem to want to go away. I don't, you know what? I have, I cannot tell you as of this moment in time what I'm going to do as far as uh, vaccine, what I'm going to do as far as uh Thankfully, I've never had COVID. Thankfully, I have never had COVID throughout this whole pandemic and after pandemic or post pandemic. I've never had COVID. And if I had it, I had the boosters and I basically didn't even know I had it. But I have to think about this. I have to think about this in an intelligent adult like way because I don't want to keep flooding my body with drugs. I don't know what they are. So we had a person on a Delta flight who had some horrific diarrhea and made the plane make a U-turn back to the original airport. Listen, people, you know how your belly feels when you fly. So be careful about the things that you eat. I must admit, every time I get on a plane, for some reason, I don't know if it's the compressed air or not, I get a little gassy. So I'm very conscious of what I eat before I get on the plane. I would never eat chili before I got on the plane. I would try not to eat anything that 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 moves me in that manner. You know, I really feel bad because this was a biohazard in the air. Uh, the pictures was, if you want to see them online, it's gross. I'm not uh, telling you that you should. I'm actually telling you to leave it alone. Don't go near it. But uh, somebody, and I'm trying to figure out how did the... I mean, did this pass through their clothes, run down their leg? I'm not trying to gross you out, but if it was all on the ground, that, that's a bad situation there. So I just received an email from Spectrum. You know, Charter and Disney are going through their battle, and they are offering me a free trial for one week on FUBU. I wish they would at least made it a month. Now, do I need this free trial? Yes, because there's Monday Night Football tonight, which will be on ESPN and ABC. And I right now do not have ESPN nor ABC because Disney pulled all their stations from Charter slash Spectrum. So at least I appreciate that. So Barack Obama is being supposedly outed by Tucker Carlson and this man as gay and a crack smoker. I cannot confirm nor deny I have never met Mr. Former President Obama. But if he is allowing Tucker Carlson to say whatever he wants about him and not addressing the situation at all, I don't think it's the smartest move. I mean, like I said, you don't let people build you up, nor do you let people tear you down. But there is ridiculousness. There is legal manners that you can go about. We are talking about being slandered. He has children. This is slanderous if it's false. And you know what? This dude usually knows how to walk the right road. So we'll see what Obama does in this situation. But like I said, I'm not into rumors. I'm not into gossip. I just think that this is dirty. This is mean-spirited. And this is vile to do this. I mean, if the guy had gay sex with him, 
Isn't it his business to keep his partners to himself and not to expose them just so he can make a couple of dollars? People's souls are for sale and they put them on sale cheap, daily. So P. Diddy supposedly did an altruistic act by turning down a nine-figure deal and giving his former bad boy artists their publishing rights. Some people think this is a great thing. Some people think that this is a publicity stunt because he might have drained most of these rights dry. Think about it. A lot of people are not looking for 20-year-old dated hip-hop songs. Then on top of that, because Bad Boy didn't make a lot of what you would call original beats or music, you also would have to play the music. You know, you would have to pay some of this money back to the originator of the music. Now, I'm not big on the music industry. I don't know if publishing rights equals your master's. Uh, so I'm a little confused on that. And it's all right for me to be confused because this has never been an industry that I was in. But if some people can do the hustle and now take their publishing rights and make some money for their state, make some money for their family, then I say thank you, Puffy, for them. And I appreciate your artist getting this because I've never heard of anything like this before in my life. Uh, we'll see in the days, weeks, and years to come if this was a good move, if this was just a move to get some good publicity or what this was because the jury's still out. So I watched the Megan the Stallion and Cardi B video bongos. Uh, I am not a huge fan of Cardi or Megan, but I found this video to be colorful, the song to be all right. I thought that everything about it was, you know, it was out there in your face. I mean, it was so bright and vibrant. They looked like they were having fun. So you know what? I got no problem with these ladies. And this wasn't trap. You could actually understand what they were getting at, what they were singing about. So bongos, if you have not seen the video, I highly recommend, especially if you're a male, because visually it's good to look at for the most part. So I finally found some good music, people. Finally found some good music. Bouja Bantan release, Born for Greatness. Now I'm going to tell you there are a couple of songs on this cd that are well worth listening to one is called aimless ageless time life choices born for greatness even though that's the name of the album there's also a cut on this cd called that coconut water sip yard and out of road feel away featuring stephen marley we find a way and let my people go. I thought those songs were the dominant factors on this. This is not a heavy Gargamel type dance hall. This is more roots, reggae. Uh, it, like he took it back to basics. He had some things to say. I really did appreciate this album. I have not found a lot of music that I enjoyed in 2023 that was fresh and new. But this CD was fresh, it was new, and it was good to hear him sounding beautiful and having something positive to say. There's no boom-bye-bye type stuff on this album, okay? So I watched some television. You know I always watch some television. And so I finally got to watch Little Richard, I Am Everything. 
Now, this was very confusing at some points. Little Richard is famous for also telling us that he's the originator, blah, blah, blah. But come to find out, Little Richard stole a lot of his act from two gentlemen who obviously had a big influence on him. Do I remember their names? No. But I mean, one of them he took the look from. Another one he took his swagger kind of from. It looks like Little Richard has been out and about since like ballroom days. Who knew that Little Richard was involved in the ballroom scene back in the 1940s? But he was. And so would I recommend this? Yes, it's informative. There are a lot of things about Little Richard that I did not know that I learned. And I thought it was pretty cool. But for him and his son to claim that Little Richard never received any honors when Little Richard is in no less than 20 Hall of Fames. It's false. Little Richard has been on it with Walk of Fames, Hall of Fames, you name it. He has been on it. Has it been financially blessed him? I don't know. Does he think that he should have been worth four times the money that Elvis was? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he truly felt that way. But he was definitely on it. And most of these honors he received while he could still enjoyed him while he was breathing. They dealt a lot with his religious back and forth. He had a lot of issues with uh, guilt of religion and homosexuality. So I thought that was interesting. The shy was very good. They dealt with prom night. Uh, there's a lot going on in the shy. They're moving pretty quick because they're getting ready to have a mid-season uh, finale. And then they'll have the last eight episodes done later on. That date is to be determined, but a lot happened. Papa had a fight with his father, which he never, ever does. Uh, so that was pretty good. I have been enjoying Undisputed, and I appreciate the flow of that show. Do I like the death setup? No, I think four grown men sitting so close together is kind of eerie, but that's just me. That's just my bullshit. But uh, would I want to go back to uh, first take? No, I can't deal with Stephen A. and his nonsense. I really can't. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Shannon Sharp other than what he did on the football field, so I'm leaving that alone. I've been trying to watch Top Boy, but I've been so busy. I have not had the chance to watch even episode one of Top Boy, but I have all the episodes loaded up and ready to go. It's only six episodes to close out this series, and I'll be watching that soon. Thankfully, Hard Knocks is now over. Dealing with Aaron Rodgers every six seconds and these jets and him telling stories about UFOs. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. He's told a story about a UFO. He had somebody come out there and confirm it as though that this happened. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers in his mind, but you know what? I'm, I leave him alone. I watched Hills, Crystal, and the FWD uh, Federation, and the character, not the condemned, but the condemned. Let me say that again. He's not the condemned. He's the condemned. I thought it was a pretty damn interesting show. Pretty, pretty interesting show. Heels is heating up, so they have this cross-promotion thing in these indies. And, you know, Crystal's trying to work her way up. And the Condam, which is, uh, I don't know if it's, I believe it's Ace of Spades. He's trying to incorporate a new character and how they're working that out. It's a very good show. I watched a documentary called BS High. 
BSI is really hard to explain because it's about a high school that did not exist where it seemed like a lot of fraud took place, but yet and still at the end of the day, nothing fraudulent took place. And see, because of the way laws are set up in this country, it really, that's where the confusion kicked in. You would think that somebody should be going to jail for taking money and stuff like that. Frauding his way onto ESPN, a football game against IMG High School or IMG Academy. But no, nothing happened. So I would say watch it for yourself. It's not a very long documentary. If you want to see a dude do high-level scam and have people buy into his high-level scam, I think that you would be really interested in this documentary. And I forgot, not only did the Shy have an episode called Prom Night, they also had an episode called Graduation. Well, I'm not, I'm saying, that's how I'm synopsizing it. One dealt with the prom night. The next episode dealt with graduation. Uh, this one, you had a confrontation between Duda and Emmett that was huge. There was a shocking ending to this episode that I cannot give away because if you're a fan of the show and you watching a little behind you'd be mad as hell at me if i did that so i'm just saying if you into the shy stick with the shy i mean and you'll enjoy these episodes i've been doing a lot of research lately on should i get a pistol light slash laser combo i'm not going to tell you for what kind of guns i don't think that's neither here nor there right now i have uh, pocket guns and i have full-size guns and i have uh what you call micro guns and I have uh, medium guns or smaller model guns for EDC. And I am thinking about getting a pistol light laser combination. Do I feel like I'm Mr. Tactical man? No. Now, first of all, when you do this, your normal holster is not going to work. You're going to need to go out there and get a specialized holster, but maybe this is for the nightstand gun so that you don't have to fumble around with lights you could put that beam and that flashlight on something that's coming through your door, climbing through your window, and you have a target right then and there that you can shoot at, which I hope you never have to do. But if you have not thought about getting a pistol light and a laser, think about it. And think about all aspects of it. Think about the red light, the green light, the blue light, the double light. What will it do to your sight? Can you figure out how to turn them on instantly so that because now you're going to have to practice with these lights are you willing to put in the practice to make them functional so that you're not sitting there like an idiot when the shit hits the fan but i'm just putting that bug in your ear i think that you know some of them are super expensive some of them are you can get them anywhere from 80 to 150 dollars is your life worth more than that just a question only person that can answer that question is you. So Coco Golf, 19-year-old American, has won her first Grand Slam title. She won the U.S. Open single title in three sets against Anna Sabalinka from Belarus. And Novak Djokovic has won the U.S. Open's men's championship for the fourth time. So I've been into Colorado Buffaloes. So I said, we got to watch them again this weekend. And they took on Nebraska Cornhuskers and beat them 36-14. Shadua Sanders threw for 393 yards and two scores. And 
Xavier Weaver had 10 catches for 170 yards and a touchdown. They looked good. It took them a while to heat up. Nebraska was fighting with them for quite a while. That offense didn't click. Then when they finally started rolling, you could see Nebraska really had no answers. Nebraska is not – they've coached by Matt Rule. He's not doing a good job there. I don't know why people keep hiring Matt Rule. But, you know, congratulations to Colorado Buffaloes. They're the pretty girl in the room. Everybody wants to be there. Celebrities are traveling to see them. But we got to see what they'll be when they finally play USC, I believe, in the fourth week. And they might be undefeated when they go up to play them. And so that'll make that a very interesting game, two 4-0 teams. And I'm sure that after next week, if they go 3-0, they will be a ranked team. As of yet, they are not ranked, but we shall see. And a huge surprise, number 11, Texas, knocked off number 3, Alabama, 34-24. Thank you, University of Texas, for all doing us a favor and beating Alabama. Maybe Alabama can suffer another loss down the line and be taken out of the playoff picture. It seems like every single year of our lives, we have to deal with Alabama football. And we're not all fans of Alabama football. I don't give a rat's ass about Nick Saban. I don't give a rat's ass about Alabama football. I don't like the state of Alabama. I don't like anything Alabama or Mississippi. It's just me. So we have the Ryder Cups team for Europe. They're completely set. We have the Ryder Cup team for America. They're completely set. They're going to kick off like in the end of September, leading in, I believe it's September 25th, October 1st, we're going to have Team Europe versus Team USA. You can go online and find out who the members of the teams are. I'm not going to bore you with that right now. I don't think it's right. This week, we have a PGA Championship uh, tournament, and it's called Fournette Championship. Uh, it's not going to have a lot of big names because most of the big names are in Rome, already chilling out, waiting for this uh, Ryder Cup tournament. But Justin Thomas and uh, Tagala will be at this four-night championship. i probably tune in a little while because, you know, I love golf. Golf is huge. This past weekend, we had UFC 293. Israel Alessandra lost his title to Sean Strickland by decision. Israel Alessandra is a great fighter. I don't take anything away from him, but he is not a killer. He does not exhibit that killer instinct type dude that I want to go out there and smash you. I want to break your face. And Strong Strickland and him put on a glorified, uh, very glorified sparring match where both of them really walked out unscathed for the most part. And Sean did just enough to keep Izzy on his back feet and take his title from him. Alexander Volkov beat Tui Tyvesa in the second round by submission and Ezekiel choke. It was a beautiful thing. Tui, I like Tui a lot, but his ground game is not that strong. I mean, we had this Manel cap. He went to a unanimous decision against Felipe Dos Santos. Justin Taffa uh, defeated Austin Lane first round knockout. That was pretty cool. Tyson Pedro beat Anton Chajaji first round knockout by punches. 
Carl Ursback, who's way overhyped as far as I'm concerned. He defeated Dang Wu Yang, third round submission, rear naked choke. Uh, this was a decent fight. Charlie Ratke defeated Mike Blood Diamond by unanimous decision. But then he went on a homophobic slur rant right after winning the fight. Now think about this. this was his debut, his debut in the UFC, and he felt comfortable enough to go on a homosexual slur rant against the entire crowd. It was kind of crazy what he did. He naturally had to apologize. Let's see what Dana does. I'm not expecting Dana to do much. You know, Nate Diaz did this. Dana himself has done this. So I don't see any real consequences. Maybe some money, a two-month fine, something like that. But we'll see. This weekend coming up at T-Mobile Arena, you have the rematch of Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shashenko. I don't know if Shashenko can outbox Grasso, uh, but she's going back. Both is going to go and try to get back her title. I will be watching. On this card, you got Kevin Holland is going to take on Jack Della Mandalina. You got Alex Reyes is taking on Nathan Levy. You got uh, Raul Ruiz Jr. versus Terrence Mitchell. Lupina Ganez is fighting Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes is a woman, people. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting card, but the most interesting thing is the rematch against Grasso and uh, Shepsenko. I like Shepsenko a lot, but I don't know if she has what it takes. Her time might have come and went, and we shall see if the Mexican can hold her title. So Nick Boza finally agreed to terms with the San Francisco 49ers, and he got five years and a $170 million contract extension. This week, defensive lineman Carl Nasbin announced that he'd be retiring from the NFL after a seven-year career. He was the first openly active play in NFL history. Carl Nasbin never really played a lot. He never was a star, but he was a guy that was in the league. I remember one year he was actually on a team of hard knocks. I don't know if it was the Raiders or I forget if it was the Raiders or Tampa Bay, but I know that he was featured heavily when he was trying to work his way into the league. I wish him nothing but luck in his future endeavors. The Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup had to miss game one versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Cardinals started Josh Dobbins in week one versus the Commanders. Travis Kelsey was out versus the Lions this week. Now, here's big news. 14 black quarterbacks started in week one, and I am going to take the time right now to honor these 14 men. You had Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter, Lamar Jackson, Bryce Young, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith. This is the most black quarterbacks to start a game in the history of the NFL on week one. I come back from a time 
where I remember no black quarterbacks in the league at all, not even as second or third stringers. And to have 14 start on one weekend is phenomenal. I believe the record before them was 12. So Michael Irvin, who already stated is on Undisputed, has returned to the NFL Network. He adds so much to that show on Sunday morning countdown. He said it was a $100 million suit with Marriott uh, after and uh, misconduct allegations. So Michael Irvin is not only back on FS1, he is also back on NFL Network. Uh, Stephen A. Smith talking about his, his brother. He'll go to bat for him. How the hell does Michael have two jobs on network TV and he couldn't keep one job on ESPN with supposedly the shot caller, the big baller, Stephen A. Smith as a brother. Uh, but yet and still, he, he, he made it. He survived without him. I don't know if you're a fan of this or not, but if you never watched football this way, Take one of these Sundays and watch NFL Red Zone. It is an interesting way to watch football. It's my favorite way to watch Sunday football. I mean, you never deal with commercials. It's bing, bang, boom. It's mostly Red Zone. If they have some dead space, they'll just turn to a team that you might not get to see often. So I get to see almost everybody every Sunday, and I love it. So let's break down some of these football games that happen this weekend. On Thursday night football, to open the season, the Lions beat the Chiefs 21-20. Kadarius Toney had to delete his social media accounts because he played the worst game of uh, the weekend, to tell you the truth. This dude was the star player for the Lions, and he played for the Chiefs. He had three big drops. The Chiefs' offense couldn't roll. Like I said, Travis Kelsey didn't play. So the Chiefs are starting the season 0-1, but they're the Kansas City Chiefs. They'll bounce back, right? Now, on Sunday, we had the 49ers beat the Steelers 30-7. Steelers were never in this game. This was the worst home loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2006. And it was pretty much the Brandon IU and Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy show. They all balled out. It was Steelers had no answer for what was coming at them. The Browns beat the Big Nose 24-3. Miles Garrett and that defense dominated Joe Barrow. Uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't fantastic, but he did go 16 for 29 for 154 yards, one touchdown and one interception. He also rushed for 45 yards and a touchdown. Nick Chubb was Nick Chubb. He had 106 yards on 18 carries. Now, I know this is Monday. Friday, Joe Barrow signed that highest paid contract in the history of the NFL. He is going to have to bear and understand what is the name of the show? What is the name of this show? What's said about me never bothers me, nor does it raise me up too high. Okay, because he is going to get bashed and he's going to get beaten and he can't run away from this situation. You can't go out there and score. Well, you can obviously score three points in a professional football game against a rival, a division rival, and not expect to get punched in the mouth. 
It's going to happen, and today is going to be brutal for Mr. Joe Barrow. Okay, so we had the Packers beat the Bears 38-14. Jordan Love has debuted as the starting quarterback, and he was pretty good. 245 yards passing, three touchdowns on 15 of 27 passing. Uh, you know what? The Packers might be halfway decent. You still got Aaron Jones there. You got Jordan Love who handled this. Jason Justin Fields is overhyped. People were blowing smoke up the Bears' ass all offseason as though that they were going to make this big noise, and I don't believe in it. The Eagles beat the Patriots 25-20, uh, basically because Jake Elliott had three field goals and, you know, Darius Slay had a 70-yard interception. You know, the Patriots tried to make a game in the second half. Ezekiel Elliott had a bad fumble in the first half. And you know what? The Patriots don't have a lot, so they have to play defensively hard. They only gave up 25 points to the Eagles, and like I said, Three of them was on field goals, and one of them was on the interception. So it wasn't like their offense kicked butts. Now, the two teams who offense really did kick butt was the Dolphins, who beat the Chargers 36-34. Tui Tayavessa went 28 for 45 for 466 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Tyreek Hill had 11 catches. 215 yards receiving and two touchdowns. I mean, people talk about Tua all the time. And Tua, when he gets a chance and he's healthy, he has been doing nothing but shining. So congratulations to him. The Commanders beat the Cardinals, who was starting a rook, well, Dobbins, 20 to 16. It was basically Washington defense just was a, too much for the Cardinals. The Cardinals don't have much of anything. So I'm expecting a lot of games like this, but at least the Cardinals tried to fight. The Falcons beat the Panthers 24-10. B. John Robinson, uh, he outshined in his rookie battle versus Bryce Young. He had a scoring touchdown on a run. He had a scoring touchdown on reception. So it was a good start to his career. Bryce Young didn't look horrible. I'm not going to say he was out there looking horrible. He didn't look lost. It was it was a good showing. There's, there's some things that they have to work on. The Ravens beat the Texans 25-9. to nine. Unfortunately for the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins suffered an Achilles tear and will probably be out for the entire season. Zay Flowers had a good debut. He had nine catches for 78 yards. Uh... The Ravens was without Mark Andrews. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. made his debut. And for the first three quarters, he was very, very quiet. But I think he did end up with like three or four catches down the road. But, you know, when they get Mark Andrews back and they figure out who they can use to replace Dobbins, it'll be a better situation. I didn't like that Lamar Jackson felt like he, it seemed like he felt like he couldn't run. I thought there was times that Lamar should have taken off and just said, you know what, I'm going to make this first down with my feet. But you know what? No training camp. These guys are probably leery of hits and stuff like that. We'll see as we go along. The Buccaneers beat the Vikings 20-17. to 17. Baker Mayfield won his starting 
well, his debut with the Bucks. Naturally, Kirk Cousins got his numbers. That's what he does. Kirk Cousins got his numbers for the Viking, but he did not come through with a victory. Justin Jefferson had outlandish numbers also for the Vikings, but it was an L, so who cares? The Jaguars beat the Colts 31-21. This tank Bixby made a huge doodle head mistake in the first quarter on a fumble by Trevor Lawrence, but he rebounded from it. Lawrence was all right in this game. He went 24 for 32 for 241 yards and two scores. And Calvin Ridley has been welcomed back to the league. Even though he had fumbled, he had eight catches for 101 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne had 18 carries for 77 yards. Maybe the Jaguars are the class of this division, but we'll see going down the line. Derek Carr made his debut in New Orleans, and they beat the Titans 16-15. This was no great game. Uh, Tannehill, I don't know why the Titans have not looked to replace him, but you know it is what it is, and we'll see as the season goes along. A game that kind of shocked me, the Rams beat the Seahawks 30-13. to Some rookie Puka Naka had 10 catches for 119 yards, and 2-2 Atwell had 119 yards on six catches. I'm just shocked. Geno played bad. The Seahawks' offense was stagnant. It wasn't a good showing. The Raiders in Jimmy Garoppolo's debut beat the Broncos 17-16. Garoppolo threw two touchdown passes to another newcomer to the team, Jacoby Myers. My Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants 40-0. The Giants suffered their worst shutout loss in the series between the two teams. Tony Pollard scored on two short TD runs. Dallas forced three turnovers and sacked Daniel Jones seven times. The Giants looked horrific, horrific. The first drive, they looked all right. Daniel Jones was running. Saquon Barkley was running. But it didn't seem like they had any idea what to do with the ball in the air. And, you know, if you can't throw the ball in the NFL, you're going to have problems. Then they found out they couldn't block Dallas defense. We got to see who the Giants are going to be. You know, a lot of people had high hopes for them after their showing last year and actually going and winning a playoff game. But we shall see. Now, tonight, you got the Bills versus the Jets. Hopefully tonight starts the shedding up of Aaron Rodgers and the Jet fans because it's been enough. They are throwing this team down our throats. The Bills got to have some pride and dignity. Now, they will be paying that Met life, so the Jets will have the crowd behind them. And you know what? I'm hoping that the Bills could put on a repeat of what the Cowboys did yesterday so I can go to bed early and I don't have to stay up to 12 o'clock at night seeing this whole entire game knowing securely that the Jets are going to lose. But we shall see. We'll see if the Jets live up to the hype because they will be the biggest news in town come tomorrow, barring a tragic event in the world, which I'm not hoping for. Just a reminder, next week's show, I am going to discuss that I built the wall, and I built the wall brick by brick. If you listen and tune in next week, you'll understand what I'm getting at. Now, let me just briefly go over some games for next week. Thursday, you got Minnesota Vikings at Philly. 
I'm expecting Philly to win at home. That's the Thursday night game. You got Green Bay versus Atlanta. Uh, you got two young quarterbacks, uh, Ritter and Love. Atlanta's at home. Atlanta's tough. I'm going with Atlanta. You got the Raiders going up against the Bills in Buffalo. I got to go with the Bills. You got the Ravens versus the Bengals. Are the Bengals going to start 2-0? They are at home. Uh, I don't know. I, this is an interdivision rivalry, and I'm going to have to stick my uh, foot out on the ledge and say that I got the Ravens beating them. You got Seattle going into Detroit. I got Detroit winning this game. You got the Chargers going to play Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have an offense, so I have to go with the Chargers. The Chicago Bears, who are overhyped, and believe it or not, they're going to Tampa, and Baker Mayfield is going to be 2-0, and people. Kansas City Chiefs are going to play Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Casey has to bounce back, especially if Travis health, Kelsey is healthy. The Colts are going in to play Houston. I think I like the Colts on the road against the Texans. The 49ers play the Rams. The 49ers are just a better team. I think the Giants bounce back against the Arizona Cardinals, even though they'd be in Arizona and the weather's supposed to be devastating. I'm going to take the Giants. The Jets are coming into Dallas to play my Cowboys. Good luck to the Jets. The Cowboys are not going to roll over for all this nonsense and uh, hype. So I'm going with Dallas. The Commanders are going to Denver to play the Broncos. I think Commanders are a better team than Denver. Denver starts off the season funky, 0-2, and that's their problem. The Sunday night game, you got Miami Dolphins are going into New England to play the Patriots. The Dolphins have too much offense, so I have to go with the Dolphins in this game. We have a double Monday night football next week. The Saints are going into Carolina. I believe that the Saints are just a better team. They beat Carolina in Carolina. The Browns are going to play Pittsburgh. I like the Browns in this game. Uh, I think that Deshaun Watson is back. Not fully back, but back enough that he can be uh, a guiding force for that team. They have a hell of a defense. You got Nick Chubb who can run the ball down anybody's throat. So that's my picks for next week's football game. Try your best to not let what people say about you bother you too much, nor to lift you up on a cloud that you don't belong Keep an even kill. Try to stay focused on reality because people will take you out of reality with their words. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. I appreciate you listening in. I hope that you continue to listen in. If you would like to share, please do so. If you would like to like it, you can do so. If you would like to comment or reach out to me, you're more than welcome to do that also. And I just want you to have a pleasant peaceful week and i'm going to tell you like i tell you each and every time peace to you and peace to yours step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.